there, and welcome to the Dog Liaison Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. In this episode, I'm going to pose a question you probably have never been asked before. I'm going to ask you, what is the cost of your dog's happiness? What is the cost of your dog's happiness? What are you willing to pay? Now, I presume that what came to mind was monetary. And we will be talking about monetary in this episode. I really do want to talk about, like, literally, how much cash. But I also really want to talk about, like, non-monetary things. The more abstract parts of life. What are you actually willing to sacrifice and pay in those terms? That's what's coming up. But first, I want to talk about story time with Jenna. This is a story time with Jenna. Here we go. In episode one, I told you that I had my little epiphany riding up a hill, that I needed to transition online, I needed to make my business more public, that I needed to make myself more accessible, my information more accessible to guardians over the, around the world. And when I started doing this, and I was like, okay, I'm going to move my business online, I reached out to a family member who is an entrepreneur. They're very successful. And, you know, I was like, I, I got to tap into their brain a little bit to learn more. And I went to them and I said, I want to be known as the person who put canine mental health on the map. I want to be known as the person who brought awareness that canine mental health matters and that we should be focusing on it in terms like this. And they told me that it sounded like propaganda. They told me, Jenna, that sounds like you are selling too hard. And full disclosure, like at that time, I really had like a minor panic attack. I was like, oh God, I guess I can't use that language because I don't want it to sound like a Hallmark card. I'm not trying to be cheesy here. Like that's not what I want to come off as. And then earlier in my online business model, not so much nowadays, but definitely earlier, I would have clients that would be like, Jenna, I can't believe you have a full business of just dogs that have reactivity, of just dogs that have anxiety disorders of just dogs that have separation anxiety. Like how are you have a full business? And in my mind, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I got a wait list. This is a very serious problem that we're up against. We, this is an epidemic. And I suddenly realized like our perception of canine mental health is that it's 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 understood but not appreciated it's like we 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 understand that yeah our dog should be happy but we don't appreciate what that actually means you know one of the things that i i work with a lot before folks will join my program before folks will work with me is they'll have to kind of have an awakening they're gonna have to appreciate what their dog is really going through what is their their dog's mental well-being like in that moment? Many dogs are dealing with depression. Many dogs are dealing with depression. So let's talk about what depression means. What is your dog's mental well-being? What does that actually mean? Well, for one thing, it's influenced by how much motivation your dog has. Does your dog have motivation to go outside? Does your dog have motivation to play? Does your dog have motivation to smell? Does he have motivation to problem solve? What is his motivation 
to work because there should be a natural dopamine kick that he gets in problem solving in that seeking system. There should be a natural dopamine kick. So if your dog, if you give him a food puzzle and you put it down and the, he's like, I can't, I'm not going to touch that. Or you put the leash on and you start walking outside and he's like, I don't want to go out there. You might simplify it by fear. Okay, fine. But also like there's a lack of motivation. There. That's depression. Caring about your dog's mental well-being is how much is he on? You know, how often does your dog feel like he's at a heightened state that he's just always aroused? That's, that's not a healthy state for your dog to be on. Even if he's wagging, even if he seems happy, if he's on, that's exhausting. There should be, a, you know, a balance between he's resting and he's, he's, then sometimes he's stimulated, but then he can control that stimulation. And then he comes back down, he relaxes. It should be just like a, a human. It should be a, a wave of experiences. But if your dog is like always off and always sleeping, or conversely, always on and hardly ever sleeping. And he's always just like out of tension, out alert, ready to go. That's, that's not a state of well-being. Is your dog afraid of being alone? Or is your dog too independent? I don't want to say independence is a bad thing. Because I don't want to make that implication. But. There are some dogs that are very, like, they put up their walls and they just will not build a relationship with you. There are dogs who, like, don't want you to touch them. They don't want to cuddle with you. They don't want you to look at them. They just want you to exist in the same room that they are existing. And then there are also dogs that have a hyper attachment where it's like the idea of being away from their human is just unfathomable. This episode is brought to you by my signature coaching program, the Recovering Rover Program for Anxious Dogs. One dog, one million phobias. Reactivity, noise sensitivity, separation anxiety, generalized anxiety, and the list goes on and on. If your dog has multiple anxiety-related disorders, then you know the awful stress of feeling trapped in your own home. Having a dog with anxiety does not mean sacrificing your own mental health. The RRP is the most comprehensive program that coaches guardians on how to treat their dog's anxiety. This is a six month group coaching program dedicated to making you an expert in desensitizing your dog's triggers and making your dog feel more calm and comfortable in the world. For all the info on the Recovering Rover program and to see whether you and your dog are a good fit, go to getacalmdog.com backslash RRP to learn more. And now, back to the episode. So we see these like really polar extremes, right? And of course, you know, as a science back trainer, I hate the word balance, but that's what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for somewhere in between. It shouldn't be living on the polar outliers. So that's what we're talking about, about your dog's mental well-being. Now I pose to you, what is the cost of that? If you know right now, you've listened to this and you go, wow, yeah, my dog's mental health is suffering. 
wow. Yeah. My dog doesn't have any motivation. Yeah. Well, my dog doesn't want to go outside. Yeah. My dog is, our relationship is not as strong as it should be. He is keeping me at arm's length or he does follow me. He doesn't know how to cope with being alone. If you're realizing this, like, oh gosh, not only is my dog's mental health hindered, but as a result of that, my mental health is hindered. You know, I feel more anxious. I get triggered when he sees his trigger. I get, you know, sensitive. I can't go out to the holidays with my family. You know, I'm listening to this in my house right now with my PJs and my dog because I can't go out and leave my dog alone. I can't go out for date night. I can't go hang out with friends. I can't go to a holiday celebration. I mean, if you're realizing that there's like a serious mental health problem here for you and for your dog, what is the cost of that? What are you willing to give? First, I want to talk about monetary. And then I want to talk about non-monetary. Okay. But let's talk about monetary first, right? We spend, I looked it up. We spend on average $30,000 on a dog's vet bills for the life of the dog. $30,000 is how much we spend on a dog's vet bills for the life of a dog. And, you know, we'll spend $2,500 on a new puppy from a breeder. We will, you know, go and spend a lot of money on getting the best groomer and tipping them a whole bunch. But when it comes time, to bring on a coach or when it comes time to find a trainer we're existing in the somewhere between the like $99 to like the $750 range a trainer poses to us okay it's going to be a seven pack of one hour lessons and the cost is $797 and I say this because this is what I did Okay. And in, in like full transparency, like I, I, I say this because I was guilty of this. This is how I set up my packages. But imagine if that was said for recovering a human's mental health, if you went to a therapist and they're like, okay, I can completely transform your life in seven one-hour lessons. And it's going to be $797. Sign the contract. Like if someone did that to me to help improve my mental health, I would immediately be suspicious. I would be like, wait a minute. How did you come up with the seven one hour lessons? Where did that number come from for starters? Like, where did, what is that? And secondly, it sounds like you're charging by the hour, which I'm already suspicious of because it tells me that you're not valuing me and my mental health, you're valuing your time. There's a difference. There's a difference between a person saying, you know, I get charged X amount of dollars per minute versus someone looking at your condition and saying, there's a value attached to this condition. So I'm immediately suspicious when I see a trainer charging like a package deal for hours spent when it comes to dog anxiety. You know, me personally, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Personally, if I had it my way, all of the like basic skills, the sit down, come, stay, you know, all of that stuff would be free. 
to me, that's like public education. You know, you put your kids in K through 12 for free. Like that, that's what that is. Teaching your dog those basic skills should be free education that everybody gets. But then if you want like a higher level capacity, if you really want to be coached through recovering your mindset, recovering your perception of the world, having better ideas about your life, reinstilling motivation, reinstilling happiness. Well, for that, you go to college. Or at the very least, you go through like higher level learning. That's what I really mean. Whether or not it's college is a different conversation, I suppose. But you know what I mean? Like there's a next step to it. That's a more significant path, right? So like, to me, people are down here charging $97 for a group class to teach your puppy to sit. And I'm like, if someone is charging that low, they do not appreciate your problem. If someone is charging that low, they don't appreciate your problem. And they probably don't have the answer to it either. And, you know, I think like, it's really hard to have transparency around these numbers like that. But like, you know, I'll, I'll maybe full like disclosure, like the, the people who work with me, my clients, they paid a little price. Okay. They're just like, oh, let's not underestimate that. But it's because I understand the significance of the trouble that they're going through. And they're going to go through a six-month recovery to get through it. This is not seven one hours. So now let's talk about the non-monetary things. One of the things I recently did with my clients in one of our coaching calls, this was a little prompt that I had with them. I asked them, what are you willing to not give your dog? You know, everyone has made the commitment to give their dog time, to give their dog education, to give their dog patience, to give their dog, you know, a monetary investment to join the RRP. They've sacrificed for their dog. But where is drawing the line? That's what I asked them. And interestingly enough, all of my clients' answers came down to their essential needs. All of them said that they were not willing to sacrifice their essential needs as a human, their essential needs for social interaction, their essential needs for physical welfare. Are they exercising? Are they sleeping? Their essential need to eat well, to be heard. They feel like they need to, they need to feel like they have community that understands them. They need to be understood. It came down to their need to feel happiness and not sacrifice their own joy and experience that emotion. So what I propose to you is that maybe you aren't actually going to sacrifice everything. What I propose to you is that while it's okay to say I would do anything for my dog, I'm willing to give everything to make sure that he's happy. I think there's two things I want you to consider is A, you know, what actually does happiness mean? 
And is your dog experiencing that currently? And B, what is anything? Are you sure anything? Are you sure you're willing to do anything? Because I don't know. There are some things that we are not willing to sacrifice. So that's my question for you. I'll leave you with this. So I want you to think about where, are your, where is your line? Is the line actually money? Is the line actually like, oh, I wouldn't pay that much? Or is the line, I'm not actually able to sacrifice my mental health. I'm not actually able to sacrifice my sociability, my happiness, my physical welfare. I'd love for you to send me a DM and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dog Liaison Podcast. Support for this episode came from the Recovering Rover Program. Go to getacomdog.com to learn how you can treat your dog's anxiety. And you can support this podcast by leaving a review and sharing. I appreciate your continued support, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.